and welcome to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I'm your host, Jason Hall, and joining me again this week is uh, one of my favorite guests. I'm glad he's back with us, uh, one Mr. Derek Zhu. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me back. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm glad you were able to join me. Uh, unfortunately, Clay was not able to record this week, and uh, luckily you were available. I know you've been busy with... Uh, the whole stampede. I always want to say Dolly Parton stampede, Dixie That's stampede, it, man. but yeah, it's just stampede. So, but I'm glad you were able to join us this week, buddy. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yeah, we've been uh, we've been nuts at the stampede. We opened last Friday, and uh, so it's been it's been crazy. And uh, but it's it's good, man. It's good to hear your voice. I'm glad to glad to be back on, and can't wait to talk about all the nerdy things we like to talk about on here. Well, we got one big one. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, you're here because uh, we'll get to it here in a minute, but uh, just a little uh, teaser, I guess. Uh, we're going to talk some WandaVision here in yes. just a minute. Uh, I know you. I know we talked about how much you liked it, but I think since the last time you were on, which what was it, episode three? I think was when we. Talked I think about it last so. Time, yeah. Uh, I think uh, your love for it and mine, but yours. I know you. It holds like a really special place for you. Yeah. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts on how it all wrapped up here in just a few. Uh, but before we do that, Derek, uh, just real quick, this just popped in my head. Uh, just out of curiosity, um, on the Stampede stuff, um, they're not going like uh, full bore right now, are they? Are they still doing uh, uh, pandemic regulations or anything like that there? Man, we are getting closer to going full tilt. Um, we have developed a way that we can socially distance families and groups, but also put a lot of people into the theater again. So it's been nice. Uh, as a matter of fact, tonight our 5.30 show felt like a pre-pandemic stampede show, um, which for myself and the performers was great. And not only is it great that we were able to do that, but also that we were able to keep – you know these families safe and at a at a distance uh was is really good and uh, you know i'm hoping that especially now that you know the the president's come out and said that anybody that wants a vaccine should be able to have one by the first of may i mean i'm hoping that you know we can kind of roll back some of the stuff and and uh get back to some sense of normalcy <laughs> quote unquote uh, normalcy right yeah um even if it's a new normal you know what i mean we'll take like it. i'm we'll take yeah it. I think I think you and I've had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. Where like I'm cool with having masks on during like the the winter, you know. The, uh, this mm-hmm. this is the first year or last year, 2020 was the first year that I can remember where I didn't get like deathly sick in the winter because everyone around me had a mask on. Yeah. So I'm I'm cool with that. Um, but um, you know, in those in those things of like you know live entertainment and stuff, man, I'm I'm ready for it to come back. Like. Uh, you know, I got to do a few shows uh, during my off season. I got to do a few stand up shows, but it wasn't anything like what I'm normal, you know, normally do. And I'm ready to like get back on tour. And uh, you know, I've got some new material I want to work. I want to actually record this hour that I have right now. I want to record it and get it out there for the you know for everybody to see and stuff. So uh, that's a long answer to say, yeah, we're getting back to. <laughs> well. No, that's good. I'm I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I actually uh, on let's see, I believe it was Thursday. Yes, Thursday 
No Wednesday. I'm sorry. Wednesday. I got my second uh, vaccination shot. Dude, uh, congratulations. That's awesome. I like. You know, I have to wait. I think it's uh, three weeks uh, for it to fully uh, take hold. I guess is the word. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it felt really good to actually get that. Um, I can't wait to actually go to a theater again. Yeah, I've said man. It numerous times. Uh, you know, it's been over a year since I've been in a theater now. Um, and if anybody knows me, they know that that's probably about to drive me up the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, I was worried. Uh, a lot of people from work uh, on their second shot had got like deathly sick and mm-hmm. had to call out of work and stuff. Uh, luckily, I did not. I couldn't feel my arm, it felt like, for two days. But uh, <laughs> I'll take that. Look, if it's like I said when this all first started and they was doing vaccination, they were testing for these vaccines. I was like, look, sign me up. If I grow a third arm, I don't care. I'll take one for the team. If it gets us back to normal, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. So, you know, uh, I can't wait. Uh, you know, I can't wait to come back to Branson, watch you yeah. again. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, like, man. I don't know how this summer is going to go. We were talking about our stuff at work with uh, our conferences and stuff that we do during the summer. Uh, you know, is it going to happen or not? We don't know. Uh, but, you know, it just all this is putting us one step closer. Uh, we're going to be crazy during spring break and actually take our entire wild family. I dread it, but we're going to go to, uh, uh, because we're in Jamestown, we're going to go to Pigeon Forge for three days, which is, yeah. saying, which is saying a lot, really. Cause we yeah, have sure. It. I mean, the twins are over, turned a year on the 27th of February, a year old, and they've not done anything. Whereas with Ella yeah. Kate, you know, I mean, before she was, she was not even a month old. Her mother was, and her and her uh, grandma were taking her shopping. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. But with the twins, you know, you're afraid, we were afraid to do anything and didn't want to do anything. So, anyway, let's get back to normal. That way I can yeah, come man. see you there. Absolutely, dude. So, I'm I'm pumped to get my dolly dose. I'm telling so, you, it's going to be worth it. It's yeah. it, uh, you know, and I'm not, you know, I, if you get the chance, go go get your vaccination. I'm not going to preach on it. Uh, I know people. I know there's this whole anti or pro vaccination debate, but like, please go get your vaccination. And let's get back to normal. Yeah, that's enough on that end. So <laughs> let's move on, Derek. Um, what else have you been up to since we last talked on the inter- let's, let's you know on the entertainment side of things? Yeah, uh, I mean, like for me personally, yeah. Um, I mean, well, you know, I did uh, I did that show in Cook or excuse me in Sparta. That was one of the reasons that I was on. Yeah, that's right. Um, last time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and shout out to uh, Jessica and Trey for that. I uh, love those guys, man. They're they're great, and uh, I can't wait to get back there next year uh, to do another show. Um, and then after that, uh, I did a show in Ringgold, Georgia. You'll love this. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, I did a show at Ringgold, Georgia, at the Turnbuckle Bar and Grill, and it was uh, <laughs> man, it was it was a lot of fun, but it was definitely not what was advertised. Uh, the owner of the place is a good friend of mine, and he was like, hey, man, why don't you come do a show at the bar for me? And I was like, yeah, that'd be great, bud. And he's like, I think we can pack that thing out, man. It'll be great. I hold about 300 people. I think we can get that in there for you. 
And so I was like, oh, cool, that'd be awesome. And uh, there's like 15 people to show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got painted chicken wings and a lucha mask, and uh, it was worth it. It was a good time. And then uh came back here at the end of last month, and uh, we had a very short turnaround time to get the Stampede going. And like I said, we opened back up last uh, Friday. And, dude, we've been full tilt at it. Uh, speaking of spring break, I've got three shows tomorrow. Uh, I probably won't have a day off, Jason, until the middle of April. Yeah, it's that time, isn't it? Yeah. And, and me being like, you know, this sounds stupid, but me being the face of the show, it's just harder it's, for them to let me off yeah. than it is anybody else. So, you know, that's fine, man. Uh, Look, it, you know, it could be worse, right? Yeah, it could be absolutely, worse. dude. Yeah, I saw the. I was looking. Uh, you know, I saw the post you made on Facebook or the interviews and stuff. That's awesome, dude. I'm loving it for you. I'm so proud of you. So, it's great. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Uh, so listen, let's uh, let's talk some wrestling because you mentioned to me before because Derek's on. We do have to talk wrestling. <laughs> it wouldn't be a show with Derek if we didn't get to talk a little bit of wrestling. Oh, for sure. Um, man. As we know, I do not watch wrestling much anymore. I'm still on my hiatus. Although with Peacock getting the whole WWE Network thing, I'm, I may start watching me some pay per views again before too long. Yeah, uh, brother. But we'll see. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I want to talk a little AEW because you mentioned uh, Sting Wrestling, which I'll get mm -hmm. to in just a second. But I want to talk to these two big signings they had just real quick uh, mm -hmm. out of the blue. They had been teasing some, and everybody thought it was going to be Kurt Angle, which it still could be, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he also, like, trolled them big yeah. time for that stuff, too. Yeah. So, but they signed uh Paul Paul White 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 yeah Did White I say White yeah. I don't know why I said that ah. it's too late at night but anyway they right. signed for, or, hey man, for like the, the first show. six years I thought it was Paul Wright yeah so it's uh, all good don't worry about it or the, or better known as the Big Show right uh, and then they signed uh, Christian uh, which had was out of the blue really so uh, what did you what are your thoughts on these two signings. Um, all due respect to Paul White, I couldn't care less about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. He is a guy, I will say this, he is a guy that I think that um, Vince wasted. Uh, I think that he could have been Vince's biggest star for the last 20 years. And I remember, <laughs> this sounds crazy, man, but I remember it was his like first match in the WWF, and he jobbed out to Steve Austin mm -hmm. at the on the main event of Raw. It was the go-home show from before WrestleMania 15, and they had him lose clean to Steve. And I remember being like, well, that's it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like, you could have built that match up and had that be your main event for WrestleMania 16. And instead, he just ate a stunner and lost right there in the middle. And now, now what do you do with him? And uh, I feel like that he could have been Andre, and instead... Vince just didn't know what to do with him. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm I'm happy to see him like in a spot of reverence, you know, in a company that actually like looks at him as a legend mm -hmm. instead of oh it's the Big Show let's let's bring him out and have him turn 15 times tonight 
and then he'll job out, you know, he'll lose yeah. to Braun Strowman. I, yeah. I just, I felt like that the guy contributed more and deserved more respect than what he got from Vince. Um, Dude, so the, he was the freaking giant. I mean, you know, yeah. before, you know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. you know, say what you will about his run in the WWE. Uh, he was the giant, you know, and coming out of that, you thought it was going to be more of the same in the WWE, just on a grander scale, I guess, is the word I'm looking for, that just yeah. ne- never really happened, you know? I'm yeah, well, I mean, yeah. friggin', he friggin' beat Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. his first night in, the, you know, in, in WCW. He beats Hulk Hogan for the WCW title, mm-hmm. and it just felt like that no one no one ever knew what to do with him. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> so that's you know that was disappointing, but I, I hope that I hope that he stays as a commentator. I really don't want to see him get in the ring. Um. There's nobody in AEW that I want to see Paul White wrestle. No. Nobody wants to see Paul White wrestle. Let's be honest. You know? Yeah, the the only attraction match that I could think of is I you know they for years they talked about Shaq versus the Big Show. Yeah, and you know and Shaq was just on Dynamite a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought that that could be something. You know, if down the road they want to do like Shaq versus Paul White, I'm cool with that. That's a fun attraction match. He did a he had a great match with Floyd Mayweather uh, back at WrestleMania 24, like. I think those two guys. I mean, it'll be Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But I think it'll be fun to see. Um, but when it comes to Christian Cage, bro, I'm all the way in. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, Christian is probably if he's not one of my top ten favorite wrestlers, then he's like number eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just I adore that guy. And again, another person that Vince tragically misused. And didn't know what to do with, and uh, you know, lost the last seven years of his life, or last seven years of his career rather, because he had concussion issues mm-hmm. and couldn't get cleared by doctors. Um, he's got a great interview with uh, Renee Paquette, who used to be Renee Young in the WWE. She's John Moxley's wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a podcast called Oral Sessions, and they they had a really good sit down uh, this week where you know he basically said. I was tired of not being able to control my narrative, so I went and got myself cleared. I got myself in the best shape of my life, and he he was in the Rumble this year. Yep. Uh, and that shocked the crap out of me, and I just immediately thought, okay, cool. He's going to, you know, like Edge and Christian are going to, you know, it's going to be some kind of like swan song at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to get back together. Maybe they'll win the tag titles or something, but like that's how it will be. And then you didn't hear anything about Christian on WWE programming. And so then when Paul White said, Hall of Fame-worthy talent, I was like, oh, it's, I, I immediately text my best friend, Big Al, and I was like, oh, they're bringing in Christian. Uh, so, dude, I'm, I, I'm pumped. Long mm-hmm. story long story longer, I'm excited to see him in the ring. Uh, it's the complete opposite from Paul White. I want him in there with Omega. I want him in there with Moxley. I want him in there with uh, Cody. Rhodes and uh, Hangman Adam Page and Matt Hardy, like you know all the big guys, you know all the big yeah. names in AEW. I want to see him, you know, go at it with him. And if he gets a, you know, if he gets an AEW title run out of it, that'd be awesome too. Yeah, uh, I just I think that that guy is so underrated and he was so underutilized, and, and I think that he deserves to, again, be able to go somewhere that 
respects him and treats him like the performer that he is. Yep. I agree. I agree. Uh, really nothing else to add to that. I, I, I was just in shock when I saw it. He was another one that, you know, he left the WWE one time there for that little uh, TNA Impact run mm-hmm. where he was champ there. He's in their Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken. For that, I'm pretty sure. For yeah. that short run. Uh, but then come back, and I just never saw him going. And the same with uh, uh, Paul White as well. I mean, I just never I never thought they would do anything. I didn't think the WWE would let them go. Yeah. Really. You know, I mean, they were talking uh, future Hall of Famers in both of them. Yeah. You know, so. I yeah. Just, and um, sorry to interrupt. No, you're fine. But, um, I, <clears throat> I think – well, I know that uh, Paul White also did an interview with Renee Paquette this week on her Oral Sessions podcast, and I think that she kind of goes into, or he kind of, excuse me, he kind of goes into like, hey, the WWE really kind of disrespected me, and I was tired of it, and this came along, and I take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. I, I found it interesting where he said, though, that uh, Vince actually talked to him mm-hmm. and was okay with it, uh, apparently. Uh you know, told him, you know, I think he gave him best wishes, that kind of thing. I can't remember exactly what he said now. Uh, yeah. But, you know, um, probably on the, in that case, they probably both realized, you know, there's nothing going to happen here. Yeah. On the WWE side, uh, which I wish Vince was like that with more of these guys instead of, like, uh, blacklisting them when they leave, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. you have to you have to do what's best for you and your family. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, if they're not going to utilize you in the WWE, you know, just uh, just uh, let them go. There's no hard, it shouldn't be any hard feelings. Right. It seems like with some people, you know, you get that blacklist. Uh, so, I don't know. But anyway, I was uh, surprised at both those. Uh, but what I really want to hear about, just real quick, is um, – Sting Wrestling, because you told yeah. me about this, and I have not seen it or heard anything about it. Uh, so I, I've been kind of following. I know what's going on storyline-wise, but I hadn't heard about him. I have not heard anything about him being in the ring, actually wrestling. Yeah. It's Sting! <laughs> uh, so they did a cinematic-style match with him. Um, it was he and Darby Allen in a tag team match against Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. And I need to go back and rewatch it, Jason, just to make sure that what I'm about to say isn't hyperbolic. It probably still is. But I think it's my favorite, like, cinematic-style match that I've seen. Um, it It was just, I mean, it was everything that it needed to be to hide his weaknesses and accentuate his positives and it's just man i i don't give a crap if he's 60 mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like i as long as he can still get the hop up for the stinger splash and he can still drop somebody with the death drop and you know and put the scorpion death lock on him i don't care if he wants to wrestle till he's 75 years old man like sting is is one of the sting is one of my favorites mm-hmm. And I'll always uh, be excited to see Sting. And I'll tell you what, man, as far as uh, wrestlers who are still alive, I think he is the one that I've I've never been able to see live. Mm -hmm. 
you know, uh, yeah. it sucks that I never got to see Randy Savage because Randy Savage is the whole reason that I'm a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've never seen Sting live. And if I can make it to one of these Dynamite tapings in Jacksonville, bet your boots I'm going, dude. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I just I think it's great. And again, it's one of those things where like Sting finally went to the WWE. Vince jobbed him out to Triple H at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, me and my best friends were watching it, just swearing up and down mm-hmm. because we just expected Sting to go in and beat Triple. I mean, it's Triple H, man. He doesn't he doesn't need the win, you know. Yeah. And and uh, instead, it becomes this whole WWE versus WCW garbage. Yeah. And and they jobbed him out, and then he gets hurt against Seth Rollins, which that sucked. And you know, and then he just kind of quietly retires, and I hated that. And I wanted, you know, after the last ride match with uh, Undertaker and AJ Styles last year, I remember texting one of my friends, and I was like, "This is how they do Sting versus the Undertaker. This is it." And you know, of course, Undertaker uh, retired, and then uh, Sting Sting left, but. Uh, yeah, man. If he if he wants to do these cinematic matches, like if he wants to wrestle Cody Rhodes or Lance Archer, you know, they're they kind of tease Lance Archer and Sting uh, on last week's episode of Dynamite. Whoever they want him to be in the ring with, man, I, I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Um, it's just it's still super cool that I got to see Sting wrestle at the age of five, and I'm still getting to see Sting wrestle at the age of 35. Yeah. So. These uh, the cinematic matches. Um, do you think that's the way to go in the future with some of these uh, quote unquote? I'm just going quote unquote old timers. You know yeah, what I'm man. Uh, I mean, we both we talked before about um, you know the WrestleMania. There was the well, like you said, the Undertaker, AJ Styles, and then the uh, John Cena and uh, Bray Bray Wyatt mm-hmm. uh, matches. Sorry. Uh, the Undertaker one was 3,000 times we said at the end it was 3,000 times better than it ever should have been honestly yeah. you know yeah. um, and uh, you know if he wanted to continue doing I think we said at the time if he wanted to continue doing these cinematic matches more power to him like you said mm-hmm. the Sting one that would have been incredible that's what we've all waited for Yeah, Undertaker Sting I mean that made sense if I was going to retire that's the match I'd want to retire on if I was the Undertaker yeah 100% uh, you know I mean but anyway, uh, so you think it's the way to go? I, I think so, man. I mean, it keeps, you know, again, it hides the negatives. Mm-hmm. You're, you know, I, I didn't look at Sting as a washed-up old man. I I looked at Sting as a, as a badass killer, mm-hmm. you know, in this thing. And I was just thankful that he was able to, to do a match like that. And <laughs> the last time I saw Sting wrestle, I thought he was dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's just nice to see him be able to still get in the ring and still do stuff and 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 hopefully go out on his own terms. Do you, do you think that we could have uh, get burnout from these matches if they're not? You know, I don't want to. I don't know about you, but I don't want to see them every pay per view or yeah. every week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I prefer to see them. You know. When needed, I guess is what I'm looking at. You know, yeah. you, you don't need them all the time mm-hmm. uh, because then you're then I think you will get burned out. That goes for WWE and AEW, actually. Um, yeah. 
I mean, you know, it's great and it works, but at the same time, if all we're going to, if what ends up happening is we get every match as a cinematic match, uh, no, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't want to see that, you know. Yeah. Being, being a wrestling fan, that's, that's, then you get to the point where, hey, this isn't wrestling. Now we're just watching a, a movie. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And I think that WWE relied on them too much, um, before they went to their, like, Thunderdome concept. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it felt like that every special event or pay per view, whatever you want to call them, um, that they were doing had a cinematic match on it. And it just got to the point, you know, I remember, before SummerSlam, I was like, "Dear God, man, yeah. we're just we're just going to bury this thing cool. before it even gets started." Yeah, of course. Now you know, in their defense, though, you know, we had we were at the time grasping for what are we going to do? Yeah, in a pandemic world, which they hit on. You know, they struck gold with it. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, but like, yeah, uh, I'm glad they pulled back uh, the uh, pulled back on those a little bit. Not that yeah. again, not that I watch it that much, but you know, just following along and everything. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly believe that they'll have some kind of cinematic uh, match, probably like a Firefly Funhouse or something at WrestleMania between like Orton and Bray Wyatt. Yeah, they just keep pushing towards that, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But but as far as like, I don't think that they'll do anything else besides that. I think that'll be the only one of its kind. And, you know, if if you do something like that where it's once, you know, once at WrestleMania every year, I don't think that's a bad thing, but you know, my God, dude, they they had their Money in the Bank ladder match was cinematic, yeah. and I just remember watching it, being like, "What are we doing, guys?" Uh, yeah, there's no need. That's like, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, that was. Uh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'll probably try to go back and check. That. Was that at the last pay per view? The yes. The, uh, what was the name of it? Re- was it Revolution? And yeah, Revolution. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that was the entire exploding ring fiasco and everything. At the end. Yeah, <laughs> and I watched it this, was terrible. Yeah, I watched that. I, I, you know, love them. You know, it's not like it's never. You know, these kind of botches have not happened before and everything. You know, right? But like, I watched the video on it and I was like, oh my gosh. You know, yeah. Moxley and uh, what's is it Kingston? Was that who it was yeah. in the yeah, middle of the Kingston. ring? Yeah. Covers him up and you're just like, okay, this is gonna be wild. And then it's like, pew. <laughs> It's like, oh man. So, yeah. but anyway, that's it's all part of it, you know. Uh, it's all good. So, I, I've uh, I've got to get back into it. Uh, AEW is slowly starting to pull me back towards watching some wrestling. Yeah, so. man. I, I tell you, um, I don't watch WWE anymore. Uh, very special mm-hmm. occasions. I watch the Rumble because it's the Royal Rumble. It's my favorite thing mm-hmm. that WWE does. Um, and I, I, odds are, I will watch WrestleMania. Um, odds are, next year. I will go to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you know, like a weekly, you know, being invested in it and watching every episode like, you know, I used to or like we used to back in the day, I can't. It's um, it's just too much. But AEW, it's appointment television for me, man. Yeah. As soon as I get home, uh, I fire up the YouTube TV and I watch it, and I'm never disappointed. As a matter of fact, this past week's Dynamite, the closing angle on it yeah, was tremendous. Yeah. I wish I that that's that's what's kind of pulling me back towards it and everything. Like I say, I follow all this, but you know, I, I would have liked to have seen that and Jericho working that like he does and blah blah yeah. blah. You know, yeah. uh, you know, because we've talked about Jericho anyway. There's really nothing needs to be said more about that dude. Uh, he's just incredible. But uh, yeah, it's stuff like that. You know, it gives me the feeling of what 
watching Raw used to be. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You know, those yeah. that, that closing segment was, you know, appointment television. Yep. Re- regardless of if you would watch an entire episode of Raw, but you know, you would you would make it a point to be there for that closing segment because you knew that something was gonna happen. Yeah. You know, and that's the way I feel uh these last few weeks from what I've from just following along, you know, I was like, Man, I wish I'd watch that now. So yeah. anyway. Uh, just real quick, uh, Derek, uh, before we move into WandaVision, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not going to do like normal and go through everything I've been doing over the last week or so, uh, other than to say that I finally sat down tonight, the whole family sat down as a family unit and watched, well, okay, three of us, three of the five in this family, the other two <laughs> run around and drunk bottles and screamed and yelled. But anyway, we watched uh, Ray and the Last Dragon tonight. Okay. Um, we are, as I've said before, you know, my family's a huge Disney family. We're Disney nerds all the way through. Um, and this is probably my favorite Disney animation movie. Now I'm, I'm, I'm separating Pixar and the Disney animation stuff in, in this instant instance, but uh, Disney animation movies that includes frozen, frozen Two. Moana, so on and so forth. Uh, I've talked before about how much I love Frozen 2. Um, Moana is great. It's the first movie that we ever took LK to watch the theater. Oh, that's awesome. The the way they've moved into, especially having daughters, uh, these Disney princesses becoming more empowered and not just being a quote-unquote damsel in distress. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Uh, the way they've moved into this has been great, having daughters. But uh, Ray and the Last Dragon may be my favorite one. Now, Ray is not a princess, but she is by far, in my opinion, probably the strongest female character that they've had. Oh, wow. In a long time, if not the strongest. Uh, it is a really good movie. I highly recommend it. Okay. I, don't know if, I don't know if I'd recommend paying $30 to uh, get the premiere access thing to watch it, you know, through Disney Plus right now. Um, I'm not real big on that portion of it, um, but this movie, uh, we really loved it, all of us. So it's really good. I'm not, I'm not going to get into details about it, um, just that it's a, it was a good movie. Uh, cool. I highly recommend it. So I uh, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, I'll probably say that and let Ella Kate. I think she'll want to talk about it. So uh, <laughs> I'll probably have her on at some point because she yeah. was like, I can tell when she's really liking a movie just by the way she's acting. Because you know how it is. I mean, she's six year old, six years old. So you know, if you're not if you're into something and you're really watching it, you're into it. If not, you're kind of fidgety and you know, blah blah yeah. blah. And yeah. plus, she's yelling at the other two to be quiet. but you know what can you do you're one year old you just do what you want but anyway wanted to throw that out there uh so yeah uh uh, josh powell uh said something to me about that movie yeah so Uh, i'll have to i'll check it out when i can story's really good uh the animation's great uh the action's great in it uh it made me chuckle quite a bit uh uh i really can't think of anything i didn't enjoy about the movie honestly uh, there sure. is, there is not. I will say this: there are no uh, musical numbers through mm. the entire movie, not one. That's I this point. Not really. Okay. Uh, and not really. 
uh, it's just kind of odd when you think of Disney, you know, mm-hmm. not having a musical number in the middle, you know, any kind of singing at all. Yeah. Throughout the entire movie through characters. But anyway, let's get into it, Derek. Uh, WandaVision. Mm. We got, we finally come to the end. Uh, Give, I just I, I give uh, just give me your thoughts. What did you think? Did it wrap up the way you wanted it to? Um, was there anything that you had issues with? You know, just general thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, man, it it honest to God may be my favorite Marvel property um, outside of like Iron Man. Um, it I I don't know if it was just like hey we haven't had. Marvel content in the last 18 months so this is you know this is it uh, but it, it's so good uh, <laughs> I've went back no joke I've went back and watched every episode maybe half a dozen times um, I loved it I absolutely loved it and kudos to Kevin Feige uh, neither Wanda nor Vision were ever like characters that I it's not that I didn't care about them, but for me, they were background characters. They're mid-tier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now I am heavily invested <laughs> in Wanda Maximoff and Vision being able to ride off in the sunset together, you know, somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, they deserve it. It uh, it was great, man. It was great. It was great to see her become the Scarlet Witch. Uh, my God, Man. Catherine Hahn is amazing. Yeah, I got just real quick. I got chill yeah. bumps when she said the Scarlet Witch line. Yeah, I had chill bumps. Uh, just want to throw it out there. Continue on, my friend. I just wanted to get that little. No, bacon. no, absolutely though, man. You know, and it's 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 one of those things. It's uh, you know, fun that fun Leonardo DiCaprio uh, gif or meme or whatever. You know where. She says you're the Scarlet Witch, and he like points at the TV, you know, from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, but that that was the truth, you know. We all knew that's who she was, and <laughs> just hearing Agatha Harkness say it, you're just like, <gasps> this is amazing. Um, yeah, dude, I just I I really did. I loved it. Uh, I cried at the end of it because I'm a big softy now. Uh, but I I do. I want to see those crazy kids wind up together. It'll it'll be interesting to see how and where they go from here. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you can see where Wanda's story is going to go because obviously she's going to be in the Doctor Strange, right? Uh, in the multiverse of madness, and you can see that connection. And obviously, her kids are alive somewhere, right? So you know where it's going, but really, you got no. No real good indication of uh, where Vision's story is going to go after he flew off. Mm-hmm. Once, once the Wanda Vision Vision encoded him, I guess, for lack of better terms, yeah, with his memories, mm-hmm. and you know, then he took off. But I, you know, we don't know nothing else from there. He's not because he's not seen again after that, is he? The white, no, the white. He's not. Um, so, uh, we'll see. It's, uh, I'm interested to see where it goes, especially on his side, uh, how they're going to, uh, I don't know, you know, we've not heard anything about him being in the Dr. Strange movie and all that stuff. 
So I kind of like how they're keeping that under wraps, actually, now mm-hmm. that I think about it. Uh, the um, the whole Quicksilver thing, <laughs> the way it wrapped up was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I did see a quote from, it might have been the director, I think, that said, you know, everybody was complaining because, you know, they threw this curveball. It's not the actual Quicksilver. Uh, you know, it was a, what was his name? Ralph, Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. Boner, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, it was just, uh, quote unquote, somebody that, uh, Agatha had made into Quicksilver. Yeah. But I think it was the director said, you know, just wait. You right. Know, there's still going to be some payoff there. So I, I was surprised. Uh, I, I kept waiting for, you know, our Reed Richards or something with, uh, mutants and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah. there was nothing. I'm not complaining either, but you know, yeah. there was there there was nothing, you know, no connections to any of that stuff, uh, which is fine. Uh, I'm with you. This this could be. I'm not going to say it's my favorite thing mm-hmm. to come from uh, the MCU, but man, it's right up there at the top. Yeah, you know, as a whole, once the entire story's finished, uh, I haven't really heard a lot of people grumbling about the ending. I think they I think they stuck the landing on it. Uh, you know, we've talked before and we all know how they can bungle the endings of these uh, series. Yeah. I, I, I hope, I'll tell you this, I hope that it is, uh, I, I don't know if I need another season of One yeah. Vision, though. I, I kind of like it being an enclosed story, you know, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, nine episode stories. I don't really think I need more. I don't think I'll complain if it's done right, but. I, I, this I would like to see it just be this enclosed story, and then let's move on with the movies, continuing yeah. their story from there. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, you know, it's almost like why mess with perfection? Mm-hmm. On exactly, that. exactly. Um, you know, I kind of feel that way, and you know, I've talked about this before, but I kind of feel that way about Watchmen. Like, I'm glad that Watchmen. I mean, I would have, yeah, I would have been happy with a second season, but I'm kind of glad that they just did that one yeah. season. And got out of it because, I mean, man, it, it would have been tough to compete with that. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to follow it up. If I was Damien uh, in that instance, uh, Damien Lindolf, I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to, you know, I wouldn't want to go back to that well. Yeah. I mean, you know, he told the he told the story he wanted to tell and ended it, I think, in that instance perfectly where the mm-hmm. audience is left to decide what happens. I'm getting chill bumps right now, dude, thinking about the ending of uh, Watchmen. Oh, man. Actually. It's so good. Man, it's good. <laughs> it's so good. So good. But, uh, I, well, I'm getting chill bumps thinking about WandaVision, too. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. I, I, tears were shed. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, Marvel and Foggy are, make me cry more than anybody anymore, I think, mm-hmm. when it comes to movies and stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they know how to hit that emotion. Mm-hmm. Sense, sense in me, I guess, but uh, it was good, uh, man. I, <sighs> hey, can I, we? Uh, can I do a little six degrees of Kevin Bacon here, real quick? Yes. So you know uh, Hayward, right? The actor who plays him. Yes. Uh, his name is Josh Stamberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Stamberg and I did a couple episodes of the TV show Nashville together. Huh. And I actually. Um, he was a cult leader who recruited Hayden Pinatieri's character Juliet mm-hmm. into his cult, 
and uh, I was actually one of his cult members, and we had a scene together. Uh, I'm sure it got cut because uh, of the story I'm about to tell you, but <laughs> um, um, we had a we had a scene together where he was like, I don't know, three seats away from me at a dinner table, mm-hmm. and I legit didn't know who he was, but I was just being me and just cutting up and having fun, and at first. They had me sit by uh, Hayden, and I made her laugh, so they moved me. And then I made Josh laugh, and they just they were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Stop making these people laugh. We gotta get these scenes." And I was like, "All right, sorry." So I'm sure that it's you. May, you might be able to see my head or something, right? But um, <laughs> yeah, super nice guy, and I knew that I had I knew that I'd seen him before on something and so when I did the deep dive on the WandaVision actors and stuff and I saw that I was like holy smokes that's the dude that's great that's that's uh it, don't you love those little coincidences you're like ah. it, uh. yeah so that's my little that's my little humble brag moment you know <laughs> I was uh I was in a I was in a couple scenes with uh you know the fifth most important actor in the most talked about TV show of 2021. There you go. See, it all connects. Yeah. It's all there. It's all there. <laughs> you just have to dig through the layers and you get to it. That's right. So That's right. Uh, anything else, though, just real quick, um, before we move on from WandaVision? Oh, man. I mean, I could sit here and talk to you about WandaVision all night, Jason. It is just unbelievable. Um I think it's I think it's just masterfully done. Um, you know, I, I've read some stuff where people weren't interested in the sitcom, you know, style that they did oh, it. Where that like was the sale that was dude these. for real. I, I I adored it. Like I have I have went back and watched probably the first episode more than any others, just because it is it's such a nice sweet trip to you know nostalgia land where I would sit it you know sit it. Uh, on my on my floor at my house and watch Nick at Night reruns with my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I grew up on the Dick Van Dyke show. So, and, and oh my God, man, when they when they finally make that all connect in that mm-hmm. uh, penultimate episode, you know, where they're going back and watching her memories and stuff, mm-hmm. golly, dude. Yeah. Just, it's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, look, if you didn't have the sitcom stuff in there, it wouldn't be WandaVision. I mean, that's I all you got to say. I mean, I don't think it would have been half the show that it is if you hadn't had that sitcom stuff. That's uh, again, that's the sale for the whole thing. I mean, I agree. I mean, think about what, what would you have if you didn't have that? I mean, I guess it would still be interesting, but uh, yeah. would Catherine uh, Hans, uh, Agatha Harkness, be nearly as interesting a character if you know she was just a you know just the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. my goodness, uh, you wouldn't have had think you wouldn't have had the Quicksilver right uh, reveal, which was jaw dropping. Yeah, you know, I mean, Lord, I, just now, no, you have to have the sitcom look. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, and uh, that's why. Just sorry, just real quick. That's why no. I don't think that another season would work either. Right. Uh, because you would you wouldn't have that. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't recapture be, that magic. What would be the point in her going back in and, you know, hey, let's just do the same thing in a different t- town. 
You know, <laughs> right. That, right. It just wouldn't work. So. No. Uh, no. Oh, man, it's good though. Uh, we might revisit um, uh, when Doctor Strange comes back out, or when it comes out again, when the new one comes out. Uh, go back and revisit that, along with maybe continuing our uh, revisit of the uh, different uh, phases of the Marvel Universe as yeah. well. One of these days, yeah. we'll get back into that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we uh, uh, what we just talked about Iron Man on that all, last episode. All we did was the first first phase, and you know, I thought about going back into it tonight, but I was like, no. Let's save that because I kind of threw I, I threw this one at you in a hurry and you was able to get on. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Derek, moving on. Let's move into yeah. just a little bit of news. Um, I sent you a, a list of stuff that we will just some of this I'm going to skip over because at this point uh, it's old news. Uh, but and some of it I'm just going to kind of breeze through, uh, like this first one. Uh, so we come off of one division. How excited are you for a Powerpuff Girls live action TV show? <laughs> had no idea. Dude, I'm pumped. Had no idea. That, well, here's the crazy thing: Marvel connections, as you were saying. Um, so the they announced the cast for this thing. Uh, it has uh, Chloe Bennett, Dove Cameron, and Yana Peralt are playing Blossom Buttercup, and uh, I forgot the other one's name. Bubbles. 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 Uh, but uh, both Bennett and Cameron were on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Of course, uh, who was it? Uh, Chloe B- Bennett played uh, the Quake character. I can't remember her name now because it's been so long since I watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But, uh, uh, Sky, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, that yeah. sounds right. But she'll be playing Blossom in this thing. So uh had no clue that they were going to do this, by the way. Yeah, no, man, me either. This is old. Uh, this is completely uh, new news. Uh, you know, I, I just like saw it. I was like, "What?" So I just wanted to bring that up. And then when it had the uh, Chloe Bennett thing, Bennett thing in there too, I was like, "Wow!" So there's your Marvel connection on that one. It's amazing how much stuff Marvel connects into and just kind of ties into now with all the yeah. stuff they do. Uh, next up, Derek, just real quick. Uh, did you ever play the old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game? Oh, yeah, and, dude. And, you know, of course, Turtles in Time as well. Uh, the follow-up to that, man, put many hours into that first uh, arcade game. This the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade, arcade game. I can't talk. Uh, dropped tons of quarters. So, anyway, uh, they're making a new retro beat-em-up uh, in the same vein as that. It's called Shredder's Revenge. Um, it looks really good just from some of the screenshots that they show on here and stuff. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I've always been a Turtles fan. It was a little bit after my time, uh, cartoon-wise and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, I read the original comics, which were completely different from the uh, cartoon. But still, uh, this thing looks awesome. Uh, I can already tell you the best one to be on here is Donatello. He was always yeah. the best. I don't know if his reach was any better than any other Turtles in that game, but that's yeah. who I always went with. So, uh I don't know. I'll see. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, it doesn't say exactly. I'm assuming it's coming to all systems. I don't think it's said on here, but it's uh, more than likely it's coming to all of them. Uh, just kind of breezing through and seeing. So we'll see, though. Uh, pretty exciting. There's that. Anything you want to say on that? Uh, no, man. Just excited yeah. to see what I, happens I with that. 
uh, we normally don't talk very many games when I have you on here, Derek. Uh, like I said, this is all stuff I've just lined up, so I'm just kind of reasoning through these. Yeah. Um, clear that now. Uh, Bethesda closed their uh, Microsoft closed the, their deal with buying Bethesda for seven billion dollars. Billion dollars. Uh, they uh, released today 20 new games on Xbox Game Pass. So I've harped on it before. If you have Game Pass, uh, you know you know what you're getting. You're getting 20 free best Bethesda games to play now. Uh, <laughs> such a great deal. Um, the Ultimate gives you uh, that and EA playing all this other stuff. But anyway, uh, just more stuff coming to that. Um, but there's that one. I'm trying to get over to what we really want to talk about. Not worried about that. Uh, have you seen this Borderlands movie thing? Uh, they're making a Borderlands movie. Borderlands is a was an action RPG shooter. Mm-hmm. There's been three of them. I loved the first one. I liked the second one, and I did not care for the third one. Uh, they just kind of got grew stale for me. So, just real quick, here's the cast for this thing. Have you heard of this? Have you heard about this? No, no. I okay, sure so listen to this cast. It has Kate Blanchett, Jamie hmm. Lee Curtis, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and I'm not real sure who Ariana Greenblatt is, but that's the cast so far for this movie. Holy smokes. Yeah. And uh, Flor- uh, I'm going to butcher this dude's name. Florian Man- Manitanaw, who played Victor Drago in Creed Two, okay, is uh, now cast in it as well. Okay. So, um, just so you know, Ariana Greenblatt played young Gamora in Infinity War. Really? Yes, sir. Ah. Okay. So I do know who she is. Huh. So the crazy thing is, like, okay, this is a post-apocalyptic movie, or I'm assuming it's going to be because that's what the, how the game's set. Uh, it's about some mercenaries and. Just running and gunning and looking for loot. So I don't know exactly where the story's going to go. Uh, I'm just impressed that they've got the cast that they've got for this thing. So I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, I kind of grew stale on the series in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, this last one, Josh and I both just bounced right off of. I know that Clay and Jesse and Brandon all played quite a bit of it, but like it just did nothing for me. But uh, it was more of the same. And they and it was uh, more of the same jokes and stuff. And you know, after three games, the same jokes get pretty old. Sure. <laughs> so there's that one. Uh, now this is one I do want to talk to you about for a second because I don't know how much we've while you've been on here. I don't know how much we've talked about um, Star Wars: uh, the Rise of Rise of the Skywalkers. And yada, yada. Man, yeah, I don't, I don't think that you and I have really talked that much about the Star Wars movies. So, I've said it numerous times, and I've tried to bite my tongue as to talking too much about it. I am not a fan. <laughs> I am not a huge fan of the last movie. I yeah. loved the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. I loved where they're going at the end of it. Um, and I did not like. I, I don't think I've said it before. Uh, I don't think it's the worst Star Wars movie, but it did not. It did not hit for me at all. Yeah. Uh, so, wh- what were your thoughts on it? Just real quick, just your quick take on it. 
Uh, man, I didn't mind it as much. Um, I know a lot of people didn't like it. Uh, I I was entertained by it. Look, I'm not I'm not the type of person that's going to tell you that like Star Wars shaped my mm-hmm. um, my my childhood or my life or anything. As a matter of fact, Jason, I don't even think I watched a Star Wars movie until I was 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew the beats to the old ones, but I never watched them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, honestly, I think that the first, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but the, I think the first one that I actually sat there and watched all the way through was um, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So I I have a healthy respect for him and appreciation for him. I love The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But as as far as like, you know, I know a lot of people said in the, uh, what was it, The Last Jedi? Was that the eighth one? Yes. Yeah, the last Jedi people were like, they killed my childhood. They destroyed Luke Skywalker, and I was like, ah, I thought it was a good movie. <laughs> it was, I, yeah. you know, like, I, you know, it, I, I agree that it wasn't the way I wanted to see Luke Skywalker portrayed after so long, you know, being absent from the big screen. But I was like, ah, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was entertaining, but I can definitely see where people didn't like it. Yeah, it's. Uh... For me, I, I grew up with the original trilogy. I've said it before. Um, my parents got a divorce when I was in fifth grade. I think it was. Yes. It was, no, yeah. Fifth grade. Yes. And that become a safe place for me. Movies in general become my safe place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just mm-hmm. kind of my hideaway, you know, my getaway type yeah. of thing. Pro wrestling and, was that for me. And Star Wars was the the movies you know like when my mom would come up to visit us because she lived in Nashville <clears throat> we would rent all three Star Wars movies the originals and we'd watch mm-hmm. them all weekend you know that kind of thing so yeah uh, you know it holds quite a bit of reverence for me uh, but uh, onto the story just real quick uh, Colin Trevor Trevor sorry yeah who was supposed to direct the ninth uh, movie and was let go uh, his script leaked and it was Duel of Fates was a script I've never read the entire script but I read the overview for it and it sounds like an absolutely amazing movie oh, I'm, not okay. gonna, I'm not going to go into details on it now um, it's completely different from what we got uh, it picks up from The Last Jedi and carries those ideas and themes forward whereas I feel that Abrams, and I'm not knocking him because, you know, he was put in a hard spot just coming into that movie when he did and having to, you know, but like, uh, it picks up from there and it, and it continues that story and it closes the thing out in a way that I found more satisfying for me as a Star Wars fan. Anyway, this guy who has read that script, there's a guy, where's his name at? Um, Andrew Weingartner has created a comic book adaption oh. of the script, uh, Duel of Fates. Uh, there is a link for it on this article. I haven't looked at it yet. I want to try to sit down and read, but it seems like I have no time to read anything. I love to read, <laughs> by the way, and it seems like I never can find time to read at this point yeah. in my life. But anyway, there is a link on this article. I will try to post it in the show notes, but I'm terrible at posting anything in the show notes. I can barely get a description in the show notes. So, <laughs> but that being said, 
Uh, there is a link here for it. I haven't looked at it yet, but it looks cool, and I'd like to see what he does. Um, it, it It's completely different. It is a completely different movie than what we got. Uh, so, you know, and I, even if it's just a, you know, I, I would like to, I'm, I'm interested to read this just to see what it looks like. Uh, so we'll see. I just want to yeah. throw it out there. Uh, I know some people love it. Some people hate it. I don't knock people that do like uh, the last movie. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. You know, it's, it, I, I, and I said it before, I think the movie's good. I don't think it's terrible per se. Uh, I think I do find more flaws and this may just be me as the, the, when I've gone back and watched it again, I have found more stuff that irks me with the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think my overall biggest complaint with that third movie was that it just was, you know, it just moved so fast. You didn't have mm-hmm. time to breathe. You just went from, you know, scene to scene. And sure. it was just like, boom, boom, boom. We're here, 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 here. And so on and so forth. So, but that's again, it's just me. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, John, <laughs> Jonathan's, uh, we've talked about doing something because he is a hater of the last Jedi. And we've joked with each other quite a bit about, uh, one's love and one's hate of each of these movies. So we've talked about doing <laughs> something. We may do that if we don't wring each other's necks. Trying to. <laughs> we'll see. <clears throat> so there's that Derek. Uh, just, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Disney topped a hundred million subscribers in under two years. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder crazy. how many of those came from WandaVision. That'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. How much did Marvel bring to the party? Although I think that Mandalorian, once it got up and going, really, you know, that man, they've hit gold with those two shows. Yeah. And we got what on March nineteenth is uh, Falcon uh, and Arrow, Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, Falcon Winter Soldier, oh, not man. Arrow. I'm hearing good stuff about it too. Uh, or Arrow the, came from. It's all right. <laughs> I'm, hey, because it's twelve o'clock when we're recording. This. <laughs> yeah, that's probably it. So. Uh, but they topped a hundred million. Uh, just real quick, here's a question for you: um, Are you for or against streaming day and date on movies? Um, I don't. I don't understand what that means. I'm sorry. So, are you okay with when we do get back to normal um, movie releases mm-hmm. uh, being day and date on streaming services? Yeah, 100%, man. Um, so I used to be a part of the Saw Something Scary podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, on one of the last episodes that we did, Jeff and I kind of went into um, a whole big spiel, or actually I kind of went into a whole big spiel about how things need to change. And I think that that's one of those things is like, uh, you and I are both theater lovers. Like We're both theater goers. I, I can't wait to go back to the movies on a regular basis. But at the same time, there's going to be people that may not ever want to go back to the movie theaters, and that's fine. As a matter of fact, I don't want those people in the theater. So if we can kind of hash it out where it's the best of both worlds, where like your your diehard people like yourself and, and myself, we can go watch these movies you know, in the theaters the way that God intended us for, um, and people that want to say it at home and watch it on their big screen TVs with their surround sound or their popcorn, that's fine too. This has been a ongoing discussion that I've had throughout this podcast because we've been coming to this. I mean, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, the problem is getting into pricing mm-hmm. when it comes to this stuff. 
uh, and I'm talking about on the consumer end, I realize that there's a lot of stuff that goes on on the on the uh, other side as well. But I'm just talking on the consumer side. Like I said tonight, I don't agree with Disney's thirty dollar premier access thing. Sure, quote unquote, you get to watch it forever. Well, yeah. I subscribe to Disney Plus and pay my however much it is right now. I can't remember. Uh, they just went up a dollar. Actually, what is it? Seven? Is it seven ninety nine? It's seven ninety nine now. Seven ninety nine yes, for just Disney Plus. I've got a thing through Verizon where I can I get all three of them. Yeah, through the Verizon deal. Nice, uh, that's but, great. But yeah, it, it's nice. But you know, I'm still quote unquote paying for that. So I don't think I should be paying another thirty on top mm-hmm. just to get a premiere access for a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's too much. That's on the far end of the spectrum. I don't like that. Sure. They say in this article, which is from Hollywood uh, Reporter, says U.S. adults are willing to pay between 13 and 17 per month for a streamer that includes new movie releases. Through a, that's a poll that they did. Okay. Uh, I can I, I could get on board with 13 a month if I paid 13 dollars a month and got. Not just like, in this instance, Disney movies or mm-hmm. Warner Brothers movies. You know, if I had HBO Max and only got Warner Brothers. If I paid $13 a month and was able to get access to all new movies streaming, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good... I would I would go so far as high as 15 17 I don't know. I'd be kind of iffy about. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about getting over that $15 mark that is like, eh, I don't know. Sure. But, um, you know... I don't know. We'll see what's going to happen because, you know, HBO Max, uh, Warner Brothers releasing all of their theatrical releases day and date on HBO Max, at least for this year. Right. After that, don't know yet. Um, Paramount is doing the new Paramount Plus, I think is what they call it now, used to be CBS Access. Mm -hmm. They're doing theirs. They're doing some. I know that Mission Impossible 7 is going to be on there whenever it comes out. So, okay. I don't know what I'm, but I mean, look, you can be a movie theater purist, and you're just going to have to. We're, we're all going to have to deal with it. It's going to happen. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with uh, video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody was brick and mortar store. That's where you have to go to get your games. You don't have a choice. We're never it, online. I mean, being able to download games over the internet is not going to happen anytime in the near future. Well, that near future is here because now not only do I I cannot download a game, I can just stream it straight from there. Sure. So you know it's coming. You're just going to have to live with it. The prop the the thing is going to be the pricing. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I I really wish Disney would not do the thirty dollar thing though. That is a lot of money. It is to pay. I mean that's more than if I went and bought it on Blu-ray. Yeah. You know, you can go buy it on Blu-ray or 4K for that matter. Well, okay, I bet if you went and bought the 4K version that had 4K Blu-ray, blah blah blah, all that, the digital, blah blah, all that, it would probably be thirty bucks for, for instance, for Raya. But if you bought the Blu-ray, I guarantee it would be at least probably only be twenty-four. Yeah, on the top side, but you'd probably get it on sale at Walmart for nineteen ninety-nine, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, that's a lot of money to pay. And it's just hard to. I did not do that for Milan. Uh, I think Milan's the only other one they've done that with actually so far. Yeah. Uh, I really wish they'd get away from that though. I, yeah. I, 
I don't think I'll tell you this. I don't think I would pay thirty dollars to watch uh, Black Widow at home if they do that with that one as well. Really? See, that's mm-hmm. the one I was just about to say that. Like that would be the one for me no, that I would pay thirty dollars to see. I, I would just have to break down and go to the movie theater. Yeah, I think is what I would end up doing. I think because I'm. I think if if I if I can get away, if my wife says yes. The first movie I will watch in a movie theater at this point, right now, is going to be um, Kong Godzilla vs. Kong. Okay. Right now. Because that's a movie, I don't care to watch it at home, on my mm-hmm. TV, that's fine, but I feel like that's a movie I need to watch at a theater, preferably on an IMAX. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, just oh, yeah. Just spec- spectacle of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow, I want to watch the theater with other nerds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying <laughs> with that with that opening night crowd of yeah. nerds and dorks such as myself that are going to cheer and scream and everything, mm-hmm. and then I can go home and watch it and really watch it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I don't know. It's it's such a touchy subject. Um, there's so much, so many different ways to watch this stuff now through all this streaming. Uh, you know, I get HBO Max through. I have AT&T TV, so I get HBO Max included with that because oh nice because it's owned by AT and T owns Warner. I can't keep up with all the different people mm-hmm. who own all the different things. <laughs> yeah, but you know, uh, it's I, I just don't know. It's it's hmm. I, I really think that if you could give me a, a service that would for fifteen bucks a month. Give me all new movie releases, mm-hmm. whether I watch them or not. You know, that's something I would seriously consider. Yeah, because I can't go to the theater all the time. It's just not. It's you know. It's just not going to happen. Right. You know. I. You know. I. And I'm one of these people that, <laughs> you know, and I know that I. I do not want to be one of the people that drags my poor children to the theater at one year old. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And screaming, just so I can watch a movie. Right, that makes, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I was telling somebody the other day, I was like, I don't know, you know, after working at the theater for all those years and watching mm-hmm. people bring their the the one that sticks in my mind just real quick more than any is uh, when Silent Hill was at the theaters. <laughs> and the only reason I remember Silent Hill being at the theaters is because somebody brought their child in mm-hmm. in a car seat, set them beside them in the aisle, and that baby screamed the entire movie, and they yeah. did nothing. But sit there and let that baby scream, bro. Did no. I tell you about Gosh. when? Uh, did I tell you about when Jeff and I went to go see it, the first the first chapter of it, and uh, someone brought their child, their their newborn baby, to it, and um, and it started crying. The baby started crying in the middle of the movie, and people were like heckling this lady to get like to take the kid outside. Yes. And I was like, this is the most awkward thing I've ever been a part of. Mm. See, why would you do that? Why? I, yeah. Why? And this was a matinee. Yeah. Like, this was like a 3 o'clock in the afternoon movie, and they brought the whole family. It was like 5-year-old daughter, 7-year-old uh, son, the baby. I feel like they brought a babysitter with her. It was it was the most insane thing I've ever it's, seen. Yeah, I just that's one of my biggest pet peeves about being at the theater. 
And, but then I follow that up always by saying, of course, we were ruined because when we worked at the theater, we could watch a movie <laughs> with just us in there. Yeah. Except for Blade 2. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? We got, yeah. pre- we got to preview the movies and or we could just watch the movie without people in there. And it was nice. Yeah. And it spoiled you. It really did. I mean, I, now I go to a theater and I get mad. Claire's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I just, you know, there's people, people. here. And they don't know how... <laughs> They don't know how to act, or I yeah. get, or I get nitpicky about the screens and stuff. You know, oh mm-hmm. look, they don't have uh, the masking open all the way, and blah blah blah, and all that stuff. Yep. And she's like, "Are you going to do that again?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm yep. going to complain, but I'll be I okay." Do, I'm, I'm the same it's way. Just, you know, it's just that stuff it just comes back. But anyway, all right, listen, Derek, we're going to actually we've we've gone on. Uh, I'm not going to worry about the uh, March Madness movie thing we were going to talk about. Okay. Because if we get into that, we'll go on all night. <laughs> because I don't know if you looked at it, but there was some stupid votes done in that thing. Is all I'm yeah, going to say. I'm going to table that uh, discussion. Uh, but like, well, I'd love I'd love to come back on and and uh, dog cuss some people. Yeah, well, let's do this. Let's table that and let's say that I want to see where this thing ends. What, that where that whole bracket thing ends at. Okay. And let's come back when it's done. And let's let's. Uh, We'll do that. We'll do a show on that, just on this. Because you could do just a show on what some of the idiotic voting I've seen on this. Mm-hmm. It, I, it's ridiculous. But we'll, yeah. let's, let's save that because we've been going on <coughs> like I knew we would. So it's not a big deal, though. Uh, let's let's move on just real quick. Um, I do have a couple emails sitting here that I want to get to, Derek. I've uh, saved them for a couple weeks. Okay. And hey, I, um, yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt, but <laughs> before before we do that, uh, I do want to say that if you are a Batman fan, oh, yes, uh, you posted this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's an independent film company called I believe their their YouTube name is called Bat in the Sun, and they've done different Batman like fan films over the years. Um, but it's called Batman Dying is Easy, and uh. I, I don't know who plays Batman, but dude, he was born to play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's amazing to me. Um, he was in Dodgeball. I know that. Like that's his claim to fame. Was he was in Dodgeball. Um, but um, yeah, I just I highly recommend it. Um, Michael Madsen's in it. Chris Daughtry is in it. Um, it's it's really really good. Did you post? Did you post that to the page? Was yes, sir. That's I did. That's what I was thinking. That's where you posted. I knew you posted it. I couldn't remember if it was just uh, on on normal or through the page. So they can uh, link to it on the uh, Facebook page. Yep. Uh, yeah, I have not gotten to watch it yet. I, it looked really interesting, but I, you know, I, life. That's, oh, that's yeah. my excuse for everything right now. I moved on from pandemic to life or twins. Yeah. Twins is always a good one to fall back on to. Yeah. For sure, I'm. Uh, I'm not over the moon with the guy playing the Joker, but he mm-hmm. apparently wrote and directed the thing, so he he does a fairly. I mean, he does he does a fairly good job, but it's just not my cup of tea when it comes to the Joker. Yeah. But everything else, man, is is a, is really really good, and um, it's the kind of thing that like I want more people to do. You know, uh, they came out with a Friday the Thirteenth fan film uh, towards the end of last year called I think it was like Never ski alone or something like that it was a sequel yeah. to never hike alone 
And those things are great. Like, I, I want Jason to stay in, like, public domain so that people can continue to, like, make movies about Jason yeah. the way that they should be able to make movies about Jason. Um, so anyway, it, if you're looking for something and uh, you've got, you know, you're looking for 30 minutes and you're a Batman fan, I highly recommend going to watch Batman Dying is Easy. Awesome. Awesome. I need to check that out for sure. Um, Derek, anything else before we move on? Uh, no, sir. I think that'll do it for me. Awesome. All right. Uh, I do have, like I said, a couple of emails here just real quick. Um, I've had them sitting in the inbox. I'm going to, we're going to knock these out real quick. Let's do uh, it. The first one's from Glenn. Uh, he says, uh, uh, hope you and the family are settling into the new place, Jason. Uh, we are slowly but surely. I don't think we'll ever be settled at this point, it seems like. <laughs> Uh, my little makeshift uh, podcasting desk is still sitting here. Uh, I keep waiting on the microphone or the desk itself to fall apart, but it is uh, holding up rather nicely so far. And congrats uh, on the new house, man! Uh, yeah, we had to we had to go bigger. Uh, holes, yeah, well, no holes, holes cannot be confined to the little house we were in, especially my two the two youngest ones because they're insane yeah. in all the right ways. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we're getting there slowly but surely. Uh, you know, you never realize, you know how it is until you move, how much crap you've accumulated over oh time. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And we got a lot of crap. So <laughs> we're getting there, though. Um, he goes on, he says, uh, a little bit of WandaVision stuff here. My favorite little bit from the WandaVision finale was the house falling on Agnes, a la Wizard of Oz. Yes, that was yep. really good. Her With her boots sticking out. That the bit at the end with Wanda looking for her kids trapped in the hex reminded me of Dr. Moriarty trapped in the holodeck program in Star Trek The Next Generation. That hmm. might be me imagining a connection, though. <laughs> Still, what a show. Uh, I think we can both say we wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, I recently heard a question I found interesting and thought I would ask you guys. Uh, what movie sequel would you give up to get a sequel that never happened? For me, the answer is give up Caddyshack 2, which even as a kid I knew was horrible and would want a sequel to Spaceballs. Can't wait to hear your answer. So basically, Derek, do you have a sequel you would give up? You don't have to name the movie that you would swap out for if you don't want to. I can't think, because I can't think of one right now, but is there a sequel you'd give up for another movie sequel? Hmm. I'm with him. Caddyshack 2 is a great example of that, because that movie is bad. Yeah, that movie's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, there was absolutely um, no need, just real quick, to make a sequel to one of the all-time greatest comedies ever in Caddyshack. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, man. Could we give up, like, dang, I'm trying to think. Could you give up, could you give up all of the, uh, okay, not all, because there's some good ones. Hold on. So... Could you give up all of the Superman films after Superman two? Okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, so I can get rid of three, which I have a special place in my heart for the original Superman three with Richard Pryor, but I ain't gonna go into that right now. Yeah. Uh, three, four, Superman Returns, which I don't think is a bad movie, but I would give it up, and obviously Man of Steel, and I give up Batman versus Superman because it has his name in it. Definitely, yeah. I yeah. can give up all of those. And just name some other movies if I really think about it. But uh, I'm trying to think of anything in specific. Uh, Caddy, like I said, Caddyshack 2 is a great example. I'm th uh, I've got one. Okay. I, I love Tremors. 
the first Tremors. Okay. Love that movie. That's one of my all-time favorite movies. really is. It's just great B-movie. One of the best is Kevin Bacon, Fred Ward. Can't go wrong. I can give up Tremors 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, however many it's up to now. You know, I could give up all of those. Yeah. Easily. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. I can't think of nothing else. Uh, you know, you can say that when you think, when you look at that, when you think of uh, all of the, uh, uh, for instance, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, I can give mm-hmm. up a lot of those sequels. Mm-hmm. Friday the 13th movies, I can give up a lot of those sequels. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you start looking at some of those movies from the 80s, horror movies in particular, where they've had a blue million sequels, I'm sure you could give up, I could give up Halloween 3 in a heartbeat. Yeah. A lot of people like that movie. That movie is crap. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So there's I've thrown some out there. Okay. Um, I tell you what. Let's give up. Let's give up Grease Two. Oh, oh, now you're hitting my heartstrings. Oh my god. Let's give up Grease Two. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. And and let's get a sequel to The Goonies. Mm. Mm. You pulled at my heartstrings, but then you put them back in with the Goonies sequel. <laughs> I am a professed lover of Grease 2. I'm not going to go into it right now, but I I can sing Grease 2 verbatim. I'm just going right, to put it man. that way. I get it. I understand why people do not like Grease 2. It's far, it is nowhere near as good as the original, obviously. Yeah. I watched Grease 2 at the, the-, the drive in theater here in Jamestown. Oh, my gosh, man. That's, That's amazing. Yeah. It, it it was uh, it's it's just you know one of those things. But anyway, uh, that's a good one. Anything that could get us another Goonies movie, really, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, actually, just real quick on that Goonies front, mm-hmm. uh, as most people who know me know by now, I have become addicted to TikTok, <laughs> and it, it in between all of the crap that's on there, the terrible nonsense that you have to dig through to find pieces of art such as the yeah. uh Lord of the Rings Dukes of Hazard thing I sent you and so on and so forth. <laughs> yeah. There there is and listen by the way when I put these on the web on the group page please watch them. They're there for a reason. <laughs> I'm telling you you can thank me later. But th- those are those are some good ones. But there's people that go to Washington and they make videos of of uh where Goonies was filmed. The okay. house the house is still standing. Where huh. they live, you can see the rocks that were in the little medallion. Yeah, you can see the beach from where they were at. I can, you can watch them. They'll be on the beach, and you can see. You can't see it, but you can picture the pirate ship sailing out at the end. And that kind of, it just makes me want to go so bad. So you know, but anyway, that's awesome, man. Goonies is such a good movie. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. We're gonna move on. We're, we're, I'm, I'm rambling as always. Hey man, have uh, you ever seen Eddie and the Cruisers? It's a good movie. Eddie and the oh Cruisers two, not so good, but the first not one, so good, but the first one is just out of this world amazing. Don't get me started because I'll start singing that song and it'll just be bad. Dockside's coming now, nothing is real. <laughs> That's so good, <laughs> so good. Man, I love the eighties. There's such good. There's so much good nonsense that come out of the eighties. You know what? Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. Last email, just real quick. Uh, Josh Powell. He has an important update for everyone. He says good news. Uh, I've learned that Ocha will reopen this fall. If you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that there's been an ongoing debate about whether Ocha is good or not. Uh, I, I've never ate at Ocha, so I never have anything to do with this. But um, 
Ocha is reopening. Uh, okay. The other part is, he also says, uh, the only people that like pistachio ice cream are senior citizens and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Please discuss. <laughs> Josh, you're a jerk. I just want to get that out <laughs> ahead of time. Uh, but he's probably right because this all stemmed from a discussion about ice cream, and I wanted to have some butter pecan ice cream the other night. And he made fun of me because only old people eat butter pecan ice cream, he said. <laughs> so he texted Clay and said, hey, Clay, do you like butter pecan ice cream? And Clay said, the only people that like butter pecan ice cream are old people. <sighs> and I was like, crap, they're right. Because then I realized how old I am. I was like, man, <laughs> I guess that does make sense. So just real quick, Derek, what are your thoughts on pistachio ice cream? Uh, man, I am uh, I am not for it. <laughs> man. I'm sorry, Listen, brother. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Go to the store, and if you can get some Blue Bell pistachio almond ice cream, uh-huh. just buy buy a gallon of it and thank me later. I'm telling you, it is the best. Well, I unfortunately am uh-huh. uh, an entertainer and can't uh, enjoy the wonders of ice cream anymore <laughs> because I have to uh, you know, put on a sparkly vest and I don't need to be looking all puffy in it so uh, I unfortunately won't be able to do that for a while but the next chance I get just take my word people hey man I believe you I believe in you and I believe you it kills me man my friends are all jerks except for you that's all I'm saying (laughs) that's all I'm gonna say we're gonna move on from that one thank you guys for those emails I really do appreciate appreciate everybody that uh, wrote in this week Uh, as always you can email us and make fun of me at rfn.com podcast1 at gmail.com uh, feel free to make fun of any ice cream or anything else that I have said tonight through that email uh, Derek we'll move on just real quick uh, we're going to take a look back at some geek moments in history uh, if there is any for today I have pulled up the page that I go to and I am scrolling down Oh, um, on this day uh, in 1980 Billy Joel released the album Glass Houses um, Billy Joel, I've uh, been uh, really, it's kind of odd that this popped up because I have been letting my kids listen to Billy Joel of a morning. I sing to them as a, uh, Billy Joel songs as they get ready. Uh, they seem to like it, so I think it's a good thing. Is this while um, you're eating pistachio ice cream? No, 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 no. That's in the afternoon <laughs> we do that. While listening to, that would probably be maybe some Queen. Queen is yes. good ice cream music. Uh, yes, it is. Elton John. You can really dig into some good ice cream while listening to Elton John. Uh, you know, but Billy Joel is really for the mornings. Uh, I can belt it out real good of a morning, and they like to laugh at me, so it's all good. There you go. Uh, let's see what else happened on this day. <laughs> Nothing like some rocky road and the bitch is back. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we don't listen to that one that much. but you That's know. probably smart. Last thing I want is my daughter going around saying the bitch is back. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, that's the only thing that happened on this day. Oh, really? No. Okay. Happy birthday to Frank Welker. Uh, he okay. is a, a voice voice actor, uh, probably yeah. best known for. Uh, I'm looking on here. He did Scooby Doo, uh, a whole bunch of Hanna Barbera stuff. But probably best known for Megatron. Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the original 80s 
uh, G1 Transformers. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah, he did some other voices on there too, obviously, but really, oh, he was the Beagle Boys in Ducktales, the original Ducktales. He was nice. one of the Beagle Boys. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fred Flint or Fred, Fred from Scooby Doo as well. Uh, okay. A whole bunch of different stuff. So, but uh, happy birthday to him. The Beagle Boys always wanted me. Yes. Always wanted to make me want to bake a cake with a nail file in it. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> that's what you strive for after watching the the, uh, the original Ducktales. How good is yeah. that show, by the way? Oh gosh, it's so good. Uh, I think that's it, though. Really, nothing else much was happening on here that I can find. Uh, apparently, it was a slow day. No movies were released, at least none of note, on this yeah. website I go to. You ah. think? But uh, I'm sure there's more. There is a cool scene, uh, picture on here from this is an '80s one that I usually go to. Uh, yeah. It's a picture of Johnny Depp being covered in blood for the original Nightmare on Elm Street, nice. uh, right before he got sucked into the bed. Yeah, um, this that's you know kind of cool. There's a shot of the uh, shark from Jaws two when it bit into the power cable at the end <laughs> of it. You know that that kind of stuff. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Inside. So anyway, there's that. Uh, Derek, I've got one more thing, and then we're going to get out of here. Okay. Um, I hold in my hand, as always, the science fiction and fantasy quiz book. Uh, I'm going to open this bad boy up. Random page. I'm going to ask you to give me a number between one and five. Okay. Uh, four. Number four. Uh, in Robert A. Heinlein... Heinlein's uh, novel Stranger in a Strange Land on which planet is the protagonist Valentine Michael Smith born is it A Earth B Mercury C Venus or D Mars I believe that he is known as the man from Mars Um, if you will bear with me I will let you know the answer to that as soon as I can find the I can't read. <laughs> I don't think I've ever read that book, actually. Yeah. I don't think. Um, Heinlein, uh, let's see, number four. Uh, you are correct, good sir. Yeah. Uh, Heinlein, the only book of his I've actually ever read is uh, Starship Troopers. Okay. Uh, I read it after watching uh, the 90s Starship Troopers uh, because that movie was insane. And, what up, and, Matt and, LeBlanc? Yeah. Shout out to you. In all the right ways. It, yeah. it was a, such a good movie, but like, uh, I went and read the book, and that book is excellent. Uh, so there's that. Uh, Derek, thank you. Uh, congratulations on getting your uh, quiz question correct for the week. Thank you. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here, real quick? Uh, man, no. Um, hey, I will say this on the wrestling uh, forefront. The NWA is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, NWA is coming back there. Uh, they have a brand new pay per view coming out on uh, next Sunday, March twenty first, and uh, and then they're going to start a weekly show on the Fight Channel. Uh, so you get the Fight app. You can download it on your uh, smart, excuse me, smartphone, uh, most of your TVs, and uh, you know iPads and things like that. And uh, you and I both have a soft spot for the NWA, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, Josephus mm-hmm. Hudson, I believe was his last name, uh, the guy who played the question mark, just tragically passed away, um, I think, last week or maybe the week before. So uh, so that that's a hit, and that sucks. But, 
That'd Nick Aldridge. Yeah. Hard, man. That dude, that whole gimmick with him and um, – Thank you. I cannot remember his actual name. Yeah. Uh, but that whole gimmick was comic gold. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, sorry, but yeah, go ahead. That was just oh, – I hated to hear that. Mm. Yeah. It, uh, I hated that too, man. So, uh, but anyway, they are. They're coming back, and they'll be uh, – They'll be part of it again, and and I hope, you know, once uh once I get my dolly dose again, that if they start filming that in front of a studio audience, that maybe you and I can take yes. a trip to Atlanta or wherever it's going to be. Uh, and, uh, as far as I know, they're going to be filming back in Atlanta at the at the, uh, at the same place. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, unfortunately, I saw where they pulled all of their YouTube stuff the other day. Yeah. Well, I think it's because of this. That's why. I think I, that's, that's why. That's what I was thinking too. I hate that. Um, I'm I'm hoping that they'll put that back up on Fight TV at no charge. You know what I'm saying? I believe that's the plan. Okay, I think that's deal. the plan. Didn't they have a pretty big signing? Didn't somebody uh, move? Who was it? Uh, well, I I saw today that uh, Chris Masters yeah. is going to be on is going to be on there. Uh, back for the attack is the name of the pay per view. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like a big signing, that's the only when, one I know. When about. I say big, big per se, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Meant, uh, speaking of that, James Storm has been in Jamestown lately at the 127 Pro Wrestling. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, he's he's one of my big yeah. what ifs, man. He should have yeah. been a bigger. Should have been a bigger guy. Beer money. I still remember beer money. You know, from yes, the DNA stuff and everything. And yep. you know, he had that just like quote-unquote run. I've done a lot of quote-unquote tonight. Uh, quote-unquote run in the in NXT, you know, just for a second. Yeah. And was gone. Yeah. He uh, actually, he was uh, he was at a NXT event in Nashville that was, gosh, it was like four or five days before my 30th birthday. So this was 2015. Mm-hmm. And this was when NXT was like really starting to get hot. Um, they had just done the Brooklyn show a couple months before that and stuff. But I remember that he was – I think he was in the front row because people were chanting for, you know, the Cowboy yeah. at, like, intermission. And uh, it was really cool. And then he was on NXT programming, I think, twice, and then wound up going back to Impact. And I just remember being like, what are you doing, dude? <laughs> you had it. Like, that was your that was your moment. And then you went back to TNA. So, yeah. And then that's, that's – he's – and that's done, right? He's he's in. in he's, is he still with NWA right now? He is with Impact now. Impact is he back with Impact? Yeah. Okay, I can't keep up with some of these guys. They hop around so much. So yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's in Impact right now. Um, of course, you know they do their filming out of Nashville. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it's uh, interesting stuff, but you know it's crazy, man. I have developed a friendship with. Um, <laughs> Thomas Latimer, that's his name. Uh, I was laughing because I forgot his name. Uh, but anyway, Thomas Latimer and I uh, have developed a friendship, and he is dating Camille, who is Nick Aldis's bodyguard. Uh-huh. Uh, he's also in Nick Aldis's like four horsemen type mm-hmm. uh, group, strictly business. And uh, Latimer, about two days before that pay per view was announced, texted me and he said, "Hey, you haven't, you didn't hear this from me." But big stuff's about to go down with the NWA, so keep your ears to the ground. 
And, uh, you know, and then a couple of days later, I find out they're on pay-per-view. So couldn't be more excited for him. Uh, you and I are both huge Nick Aldis yeah. fans. Couldn't be more excited for him either. Uh, so really, you know, really pumped about that. So if you're if you're a pro wrestling fan and you are uh, disenfranchised with the way that the WWE presents itself, uh, there are alternative products out there, and I would strongly suggest and recommend that you either uh, support the NWA or AEW or both. There's um, there's a lot of choices that we didn't have a few years ago when it comes to wrestling and that's a good thing absolutely man. Uh, it know, only makes the product stronger you know, you know there was a point in time where as we all know WWE was all that we had yep and we just had to live with it you know I mean yeah. just like anything else there would be ups and downs but there were more downs and I still think there are more downs and ups when it comes to WWE at this point but 100% um, you know right now uh it's a good time to be a wrestling fan and mm-hmm. really explore some alternative programming for that. Um, like I've said, uh, like you said, AEW, uh, I, NWA, when you turn me on to it and just that old school feeling that you got from the way they did their shows and everything and all that uh, hooked me uh, right then. Uh, Impact is doing this whole uh, AWE crossover angle thing mm-hmm. that's like uh, booming uh, New Japan is happening uh, you know they're doing their, their have they started their AWA crossover thing yet uh, well uh, Kenta was on yeah, AEW right. mm-hmm. um, so that you know that's kind of helped out there of course Moxley is the New Japan Pro yeah. Wrestling United States Champion um, or IWGP United States Champion Um yeah, so, you know, there's some stuff going on. Uh, Kenny Omega is actually going to challenge the Impact mm-hmm. World Champion. Uh, they're going to solidify or consolidate the Impact and the TNA World titles. So, and, yeah. And it, so whoever wins that is going to lose to Omega. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, it's, it's a lot of great stuff out there. Um, and if those things aren't things that you, you like, um, I would recommend the High Spots Network that uh, it's a streaming platform that showcases a lot of the best independent wrestling. Um, I've had it for about a year now, I guess. And uh, the reason I bought it was because there is a professional wrestling uh, company out of Southern California called Pro Wrestling Gorilla that uh, had a bunch of buzz. And they used to do a tournament called the BOLA. It was the Battle of Los Angeles. I'm sure that once the world opens back up, they'll do it again. But it was some of the best wrestlers in the world. So, like, Adam Cole won the thing. Uh, Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen has won it before. Um, Marty Skrull has won it. Like, Cody Rhodes has been in it. And it's just, it's this small little sweat lodge, you know, VFW hall in Reseda, California. But they pack it to the gills. And it's some of the best wrestling I've ever seen. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So, there's something out there for you. If you're, you know, if you're as turned off to the WWF or excuse me, the WWE product as, as Jason and I've been talking about. Yes, there is. It's a good, I'll close that out with saying it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. It really Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, and I still want you to come with me to the AWF in Ringgold, Georgia. Yes, I need to do that. Yeah. We need to, um, hopefully my Hellion kids will settle down at some point and 
I can do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a, you know, there's their, their big event every year is in May called Wrestle Jam. Yes. And, uh, I've, I, I've heard rumblings of, of their big sign, their big name signing. Uh, I, I obviously won't tell it here on the podcast, but I'll, I'll text it to you later. Mm-hmm. And that might be enough to make you go, all right, we got to figure this thing out. <laughs> I'm sure you, you piqued my interest. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. All right, Derek. Uh, as always, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show with me. Um, we will get back to, we will come back and we will discuss phase two of the Marvel Universe. Uh, yes. We will discuss that crazy March Madness bracket. That, uh, hold on, somebody just texted me. How interesting. Oh my God, why did you do that just then? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, we will come back. We will discuss this ridiculous March Madness bracket. Uh, that I sent to you, yeah, because uh, that thing blew my mind. It honestly did. But uh, somebody, somebody needs to get their uh, butt kicked over yeah, that. I, I don't know. Yeah, millennials. That's what I'm blaming you on. <laughs> uh, but Wait anyway, yeah, you. you're like, hey, hold on, hang on. Now. Uh, but anyway, it always a pleasure to have you on, Derek. Um, anything again? Uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. Hey, uh, if you could go to my website, DerekZoo.com. Uh, I'm going to start every Monday having up a new Motivational Monday blog on there. Uh, so I would uh, just ask you guys to go give it a read. It'll be, you know, anywhere from like 7 to 15 minutes of your time. Uh, maybe something that will strike a chord with you. And if it does, there's a little link at the bottom of my website where you can uh, – it's called Buy Me a Coffee. And you could just give five dollars to my PayPal account, and I would greatly appreciate any of that. Uh, I know times are tough right now, so I'm not asking for anything, but uh, it's always nice to have your work appreciated. So, DerekZoo.com, read the blog, let me know what you think, and uh, there'll be a lot more content coming to DerekZoo.com uh, this year. Awesome. All right, sounds great. Uh, well, with that, uh, Derek. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings. And on Instagram, it's RFN underscore podcast. Also, don't forget to send us those emails with any questions or comments as long as they don't pertain to pistachio ice cream to <laughs> RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Derek, where can everybody find you on the social media? Yeah, uh, everything's at Derek Zoo, D-E-R-I-K-Z-O-O. And, uh, yeah, that's everything, man. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Bumble, Grindr. I'm on – well, not Grindr, but I'm on all of it. So uh, so come find me. All right, awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jason76Z. And, Derek, uh, as always, thank you for joining us. And until next time, we are out.